What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 185th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. My name is SBJ, and I am going to try not to sound uh, tired or and or depressed and or sad. Not that I'm any of that. Well, I'm tired. One one thing out of the three. With me today, I have Will. Yeah, well, I was full of hope, joy, wonder, excitement, just glorious feelings until you stomped all over them earlier today. So I hope that you get all of the depressions. <laughs> I hope you get all the sadness. My my stomping of your feelings was not intentional. And yet you did it so smoothly and effortlessly. <laughs> it was amazing how quickly you just swept in and said, well, no, you're wrong. What? And you you were wrong to be excited about something. Will go back and that's true. Well, that's what happens when you take a nap before iPhone launch, and I need to force myself to stay awake. And so I oh, don't take me back to that night. That was a bad night. You got your iPhone. I was well. I'm talking about before that. That yeah, I I am. That was one of my excitements from the weekend. I got my my iPhone. Well, I ordered it. Right. I haven't gotten it yet. Yes. Well, so I. Also had an exciting weekend, which leads into our next person that is with us today, who amazingly has stayed quiet this entire time, <laughs> which is Travis. Yeah, it's great to be back. Wait, 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 wait. Do you, do you guys hear something? Wait, wait, wait. Just really listen, really listen for it. I, I think I think it's getting louder. <laughs> and fade out slowly that's right folks i'm back hashtag bring wheelie back hashtag save the goofs hashtag save rock and roll hashtag wheelie's back in black that's all i'm saying What's amazing to me is I stopped listening to that song long before you were even born. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't really like put like you. <laughs> so <laughs> I can't like, stop together. laughing. Get it uh, together. So yeah, get it together. So Travis and I were actually together this weekend. Oh, we got it together. I crushed my feelings again. <laughs> like literally, like. I felt like I was the only person who wasn't there. And then I found out Kay wasn't there as well. So then that didn't make me feel as bad. Yes, Kay, Kay was not there and Kenny was not there. But all three of you were invited and you let Travis and I down. <laughs> I did not have a choice in the matter. That's, that's fair. So Travis and I substituted you for bocce ball. Yeah, we played a lot of bocce ball. To oh, fill I love the, to bocce. Fill the hole, to fill the hole in our hearts. Right, right, right. Let's re- rewind here real quick. 
So, yes, I'm back in <laughs> Do the whole thing. <laughs> I don't know if I can handle the whole thing. And slowly fade out. That's right. Wheelie's back. Hashtag save the goofs. I can't remember the other things that I said. I no, think I did it pretty well so far. That song before you were born. <laughs> All right, I think we're back to where we left off. You did you did a lot of hashtags uh, Hashtag at the beginning of this episode. You also said that a lot during this weekend. Said what? Like the hashtag thing. No, that was Kid. Kid was saying that. All right, maybe I, just, I stole I stole half of this goof from Kid when we were when we were hanging out with him this weekend. Uh, okay, so now that we're rebounded, it was not this Will's, but the other Will's wedding, the original Will. Vintage Will. <laughs> Single L Will. Single, Single L Will, L the will. artist Will. It was his wedding this weekend down in Chicago. So uh, a Pokemon podcast. Congratulations to Will and his new wife, Katie. Can we can we backtrack here? The, the whole reason I thought that Single L Will spelled his name with one L was because... He spelled William with one L or something. But then I saw somewhere, I think it was on the registry a while ago, that that's not the case. He just did it to stand out, right? What? No, there's a lot of people who spell Will with just one L. Like to differentiate the name from the... Um, the word? The uh, mental force of effort. Yeah, okay, okay, taken. However... Willpower? Exhibit A is that Will is clearly not wanting to do that. His entire uh, internet brand is based on the fact that his name sounds like a word. His Twitter handle is where there's a will for oh, crime. that's true. And that's, that's with true. one L. Plus, plus, mm. plus, at the wedding, uh, in those, like, things that aren't the vows and they aren't the I do's, but they come before both of those, and it's like, if so, say I will, and... And she was like, I will. And then Will's like, no, I, I will, because it's a joke. So he is clearly <laughs> desiring to connect himself with the concept, the, the, the verb to will, to will something, or, or, or I guess it's like a connecting verb to the future tense. I don't know. I believe, <sighs> I believe it started with a, possibly an email address or like a Twitter where the, his name was taken with two L's. So he removed an L and then it worked. And so then he started building his branding around that. In real life? Yeah, well, brand management is important in this day and age. <laughs> I guess I'm legally changing my name to Trax Wheeler. Yeah, yeah, that's, but you got to build that brand, sticks. Travis. Yeah. No, you've got, you've got Turfus. Hi, hi, I'm Tarfus the Travis W. Weller. Nice to meet you. This is, <laughs> it's so great to be in this interview. I, Tarfus Weller. I get I'm just sad because um, that was the first Pokemon podcast wedding, and it wasn't me. And now that means I will never get married. No. Yeah, age limit passed. Oh, no. No. Sadness forever. Oh, no. No. Hashtag eternally single. (laughs) Eternally single. It's a good hashtag. I'm not going to lie. Hashtag eternally signal beam. You could... (laughs) possibly bring build a brand around that mm. see my brand oh, unfortunately is probably forever going to be like this is steve he runs a pokemon podcast 
<laughs> we had to explain what a podcast was a few times this weekend. That's true. Once. That's true. Which is always fun. So we're like eight minutes in, haven't talked about Pokemon, which is standard for the show. If you are a new listener, if it's super effective, welcome. This is a Pokemon podcast, surprisingly. But we usually spend the first 15 minutes not talking about Talking about, about ACDC's Back in Black. Mm, not quite. And if people get married, I guess that's worth talking about. Maybe. But, I mean, if it's if it's Will, then I mean, I guess. Anyone else, probably not. So let's let's wrap up the wedding talk here for a minute. So we played some. So I YouTube how to play bocce ball, learned bocce ball, played bocce ball with Travis. Travis is the bocce ball master. It's a game of precision, Steve. Precision, accuracy, efficiency, and consistency. I'm not. I'm not going to argue with you <laughs> because you won. But I had a good run. Good bocce ball run. Yeah, there was, a, there was a point where I thought you were catching up on me. Isn't bocce just where you need to get the little ball by the big balls? The big balls by exactly. the little balls. All right. Either way. Little ball first, which they call the jack, and then the big balls. Someone tried to tell us it was called the panini ball. Yeah. And well, uh, I mean, so I watched. It is, it is originally an Italian game. So I watched another uh-huh. YouTube video this morning because I wanted to see. Because I kind of like skimmed through it as fast as I could so we could play it. And I watched it another YouTube video this morning. And they did call it the Jack again. But they used a different word that started with a P. And it definitely was not Panini. (laughs) So maybe that's what that guy was thinking of. But it was either called the Jack or something else. Not that I'm an expert in bocce ball. Or Paninis. I I did teach a lot of people how to play bocce ball at the wedding. But it was a good wedding (laughs) overall. The Polino? It was at a bowling alley. Which probably would sound weird in podcast form or if somebody was explaining it to you like i'm doing now but this was like the fanciest bowling alley i've ever been to Mm -hmm. and it had a sweet outdoor outside balcony upstairs that had like a huge fire pit and all these chairs and it had more bocce ball outside which was the preferred way to play bocce ball in the sun yes on a dirt course Uh, we were on turf we were on a Mm pre-built bocce ball regulation course <laughs> yes it's a palino there you go and uh yeah it was really good and they had an open ice cream bar which was real sweet literally and figuratively and it was a very awesome wedding i had a good time me too and will was missed not this will not the other will because obviously i think people have it figured out at this point <laughs> you see there's two wills <laughs> one without an L. Yeah, I was at Jiffy Lube. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's a good place to get lubed. <laughs> hey, man, I can't, I can't make it to the wedding. I, I have to go to Jiffy Lube. Needed to get my oil changed, and I did. That's a fair, fair reason. Let's, uh, let's jump into some Pokemon news. I uh, hear the first bit of news. We have a bit of news. Some more exciting than others. We have a lo- we have a lot, but some of it we're saving for the main segment. Uh, so we'll get the we'll get the normal, you know, kind of useless news out of the way here. Uh, there is some 20th anniversary Pokemon merchandise starting to appear, and I would assume as we get closer to the end of the year, because Pokemon's 20th anniversary is next year. Of course, we all know that 2016. The first bit of merchandise is a 25 centimeter tall Pikachu plush, but it is the 
fat Pikachu, the chubby Pikachu, the original Pikachu, before Pikachu went through its like 2010 midlife crisis of losing a lot of weight. Is that what people do in midlife crises these days? I mean, that's what Pikachu did, I would assume. I thought the stereotype was that it was the other way around. Not that I care either way, what people <laughs> choose to do at that stage in their lives. What, during their midlife crisis, most people try to lose weight and become more muscular. I thought it was like, I'm going to buy a, a Mustang and eat whatever I want and... No, or a Corvette. It's, it's try to regain your youth. So you're like, oh, I can go and run marathons uh, and okay. play football and do all those things and stay out, stay up all night playing Destiny. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> what have I just realized? Why am I talking to children? <laughs> so instead of the middle finger to death that I had imagined it as being, it's, it's more of um, the, the futile effort of, of trying to outrun the, the Grim Reaper. Yes. In 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 a series of five Ks, yes. Right. Well, five Ks are sad. Um, <laughs> running away in fear. Please, please, minimum do a ten K. Please, don't don't brag about your three mile jog. Oh, I've done one five K in my life. I know. I saw a picture of it. Yeah, I did pretty good. Pretty- <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's an awkward silence. I'm. I was thinking you're, com- you're coming just, back in black. Yeah, I was thinking about just playing the YouTube video, but then I started to consider the le- legal ramifications of that, and I and I figured, well, I mean, I can I can sing like a a a banshee that's been stabbed in its vocal folds. <laughs> I can do that on my own. I don't I don't need whatever ACDC's frontman is. We've already pushed legal battles last week with two songs. <laughs> Both good. Yeah, if you're into competitive Pokemon, as some are, the Primal Wi-Fi Battle Tournament has been announced. You can sign up between September 17th and September 24th. So that's uh, next week. You can start signing up here. Uh, Rankings will be released on October 9th. All participants will receive 1,000 Pokemiles. Players must get a win or a loss to receive the Pokemiles. There will be up to 50,000 participants, first come, first serve. The following Pokemon may not be used. Mewtwo, Mew, Lugia, Ho-Oh, Celebi, Rayquaza, Jirachi, Deoxys, Diego, Palkia, Giratina, Fion, Manaphy, Darkrai, Shaman, Arceus, Victini, Reshiram, Zekrom, Kyrium, Keldeo, Meloetta, Genesect, Exernius, and Evatel and Zygarde, as well as uh, Deancey. Players may be allowed to use Primal Groudon and Primal Kyogre. Mm. You must register at least between four to six Pokemon in your battle box. Competition is double battles. Pokemon over level 50 will be set to level 50. Four Pokemon will be brought into the battle. 20 minutes each. 90 seconds to pick. 60 seconds for your move. And you may battle 15 times maximum per day. 15 times per day, maximum 45 battles total, and then you're done. Yeah. If you have time for and 45 the, battles, I would be very impressed. Yeah, most people do it. Um, the big concern with this uh, competition is that they have dropped the, uh, that it must have been bred or caught in XY or Aura. Oh, yeah. So yeah. it allows you to bring forward anything from black and white, um, or actually all the way back to heart, gold, soul, silver, because you can do that. 
which uh, a lot of people are worried about because it means it's it's very easy to gen Pokemon in Heart Gold uh, or in Black and White, especially. Um, so that just means it's kind of opening the door to a lot of gen Pokemon. Mm-hmm. It, it does say Pokemon transferred via the Poke Transporter may not be used. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what the Pokemon Transporter is. I thought Actually, that, that that was sounds not. Like the in, in yeah, that that's the thing that brings them up from Black and White, but. Yeah. I had heard, well, there's some competition where they're dropping that requirement. Maybe it's it says, not this one. It, it does say, sorry, I did skip this. Only Pokemon from X and Y and Omega Ruby uh, may be used. Hmm. So it's a different competition that I'm thinking of. Must be. Well, they've been doing what? Like one competition every 60 days. They've been really good at keeping that up. Yeah, they've been doing a lot. What is, uh, I'm, I'm unfamiliar with, uh, because I've given up on, uh-huh. Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. What is the uh, cool things about Primal Groudon and Kyogre? Uh, it's essentially a fancy word for a mega evolution. I mean, well, yeah, it's a mega evolution that doesn't require a mega stone, so it's a right. primal reversion. So, does it go into battle as primal, or do you have to still hit a little button to make it you, primal? You hit a button, but no mega stone needed. Right. Yeah, you need the orb. So you put an orb on it as a held item. Uh, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't used them competitively, so I don't quite remember if that's the case. I can look it up for you. Sure, yeah. While you look it up, I got some TCG news for you. Uh, Shiftery is banned in the expanded format of the TCG. Uh, the next Destiny's card, Shiftery, has been banned from the extended format. Uh, the Pokemon website has cited two main reasons for the band. It creates a strategy that re- that frequently wins on the first turn of the game, and that creates a non-interactive play environment while po- the opponent has little impact on the uh, on the outcome of the match. Uh, due to the forest of giant plants, which I believe is a card. Let me just double check that for you. Yeah, it is. It's a stadium. The stadium. Yep. The stadium that uh, on each player's each player's grass Pokemon can evolve during his or her first turn of play, and Shiftery is, well, C dot is a grass Pokemon, uh, so it is possible to play Shiftery very quickly, even on the first turn, when combined with cards like Deevolution Spray or Super Souk, Super Scoop Up and Recycle. It is possible to use the ability Giant Fan multiple times during the first turn, allowing the players to win on turn one uh, for those of you that don't know shiftery has an ability called giant fan when you play this pokemon card from your hand to evolve one of your pokemon you may flip a coin if heads choose one of your opponent's pokemon and your opponent must shuffle that pokemon and all the cards attached to that pokemon in his or her deck so if your opponent has one pokemon on the play bench and you're able to successfully do giant fan since they have no pokemon in play they automatically lose and uh, this card is the second card to follow recent bans, the first one being uh, Lysander's Trump card. Uncommon for Pokemon to uh, ban cards so quickly, and we have already had two this year. But it's good because, obviously, they want to make the TCG as balanced and as fun as possible, and it's no fun when you lose before you can even play your own cards. Should That's we go it. back to That's what the I donk. looked up? The donk. That's the, the donk, donk, Travis, by the way. Got it. Now I know. <laughs> now you know. Shiftery had the donk. Um, back to Primal, Kyogre, and Groudon. 
Yeah, they require Red Orb for Groudon, Blue Orb for Kyogre. Um, I was wrong. They they automatically um, primally revert when sent into battle and don't require um, a button press. The one difference between Primal Reversion and Mega Evolution is because they're called different things. Normally you can only... So you could have, theoretically, six Pokemon with Mega Stones on your team, but you could only activate one Mega Evolution per battle. However, you can have a, for example, Primal Groudon active and a Mega Scizor active, and those don't conflict with each other. Whereas you... If you've already activated Mega Sizor, you can't also activate uh, Mega Banet, for example. Interesting choice of Megas, but okay. <laughs> I wasn't going to say Mega Kangaskhan because we've heard enough. That is we've, true. We've heard enough. Yeah, Mega heard enough of Kangaskhan here. <laughs> All right. First bit of major news. We have two bits of major news here. This podcast. Uh, first bit is uh, the latest issue of Core Core comic has revealed two alternate forms of the legendary Pokemon Zygarde. Eh, technically three. That's that's what I'm going to call him, if anyone wants to correct me. Uh, the previous seamed form of Zygarde is said to be Zygarde at 50% power, and it is called Zygarde, Zygarde, or Zygarde at 50%. I always say Zygarde, yeah. I like the E. It makes it sound more French. Huh. No, yeah. French words actually don't end in that sound. <laughs> uh, so that's the current one we've seen. The one with the like peacock looking back, snake looking form. Kind of like a cobra. Yeah, that's 50%. Like cobra hood. 50% cobra, 100% hood. Uh, the new dog-like form of Zagard is 10% power. And is called creatively. Here it comes, Zygarde, ten percent form. And it has. I like how now I'm saying Zygarde. It is said to have razor sharp teeth and speed. And it has a jaunty scarf around its neck. Yeah, it has a very fashionable <laughs> scarf. Ten percent dog, a hundred percent scarf. <laughs> uh, the new giant Zygarde is is called Zygarde Perfect Form. It is the system Pokemon with a height of 4.5 meters, weighing in at 610 uh, kilograms, kilograms, whatever that metric is, non-United States terms. It is a dragon ground type Pokemon like, uh, like Zygarde, 50% form. This new form of Zygarde is said to exceed both Xerneas and Evitel in power. Uh, the mysterious green blob. Uh, Celebi Jr., as we've been calling it, which was first seen at the end, uh, the teaser at the end of the 18th mm -hmm. Pokemon movie in Japan, is known as Zygarde Core. It, ah. is the, it is the mind of the new forms. A flat version of Zygarde Core is called Zygarde Cell, uh, which is the first time we've been seeing that. It's just the Celebi Jr. with less color and flatter, like a pancake. You mean Green Dunsparce? Green, yes, Green Dunsparce. <laughs> It was previously seen in a trailer for Mega Evolution Special 4. Although it was assumed to be the same Pokemon as Zygarde Core. On October 29th, 2015, a new version of the anime series called Pokemon X, Y, and Z is set to begin, starting with Mega Evolution Special 4. And a Greninja resembling Ash's clothing called Ash's Greninja also appeared in Korokora. 
So that was a lot of information. Where do you want to begin? Oh, where do you want to end? There's just too much to talk about. All right, let's get Ash's Greninja out of the way here first. All right, tear it out of the page. <laughs> I'm looking at Ash's Greninja. I don't really see it wearing clothes. Well, the it's, It has like a red stripe going across its head. Right, which is supposed to echo Ash's hat. Um, you can also see the white sort of uh, triangle shapes pointing inward towards that red stripe off of its eyes, which is supposed to echo the the white half circle on Ash's hat. Um, and then there's sort of like a what's supposed to echo like Ash's tufts of black hair on the side of Greninja's head. But other oh, than I that, it, and I guess the, the coloration of his, the rest of his body echoes the, the blue and white jacket that Ash is wearing. It's kind of a stretch, but yeah, yeah. It's not like they, they completely redesigned Greninja or anything. I think it's weird. Yeah. I don't know I mean, if I'm a big, I don't want to be one to complain. I'm known on the show to do, but I'm not sure if this is supposed to be just like a one-off form or maybe a mega evolution or something. Do you think it, I'm only just realizing this now, do you think it's supposed to be teasing that in some future game we will be able to slightly alter the appearance of each of our Pokemon? Yeah, cosplay Greninja. (laughs) Right, right, but... With all of what, gotta, gotta dress them all up. Oh, they've been, trying to, they've been trying to do that since Heart Gold and Soul Silver. When oh, you yeah. had the photographs and you had to put the little things on your beadroll, you put bows yeah, on each this, one of his stingers. But this time it's for real. <laughs> are you? It's are you no kind of game anymore? Are you saying this would be more like a more closer to a cosplay Pikachu than a Mega Evolution? Yeah, and I mean I'm completely speculating, but I. I would be surprised if, you know, so assuming that this is something that enters the games and it's not just something that's going to be in the X, Y, and Z anime, assuming this does make it into the game somehow, I'm guessing that Greninja is not going to be the only Pokemon that is capable of this and that it's going to be a cosmetic change and not a stat one. I mean, mean, it's a completely baseless prediction, but I'm still, I mean, that's never stopped me before. (laughs) Well, as our... It's the starters... As a resident anime expert here, is Greninja very popular in the anime? I didn't know Ash had one. Uh, as far as I can recall, he hasn't, in the episodes that have aired, he hasn't evolved to Greninja right, I think yet. it's just a Frogadier. Frogadier, yep. Okay. But Greninja is obviously the the popular one out of the three since it's in Smash Brothers and it is here in the movie. And because it evolves from Froakie, the best starter Pokemon of all time. <laughs> Croaky? Excuse me. Froakie's name is Froakie. Croaky? Half, half ghost? Half My client refers to be named by its actual name. No. Froakie. Are you an, are you an advocate? <laughs> uh, let's move on to... Uh, Zygarde forms here, so we have uh, Dunsparce Jr., Celebi Jr., Houndoom Jr., Zygarde, and then Megazord. And you That's thought like the two fusions of Kiram were confusing? <laughs> That's like four... Wow. Yeah, that's like four different forms. And, and I realize it's just because we're old, right? Like, kids 
love this sort of thing. They love. I mean, their names. They love big things with spikes that turn into other big things with spikes. That's all they care about. They feel. But I just know from my perspective, I'll be very confused. They feel so lackluster in the naming scheme, like ten percent form and fifty percent form, and then perfect form. Yeah, but you don't know how that sounds in Japanese. It might be like right. Mega, mega Death Zygod. And that that's actually translates to 10% form. <laughs> Decimate form. So we have, uh, so if we look at page two of Korokora, which is the poster of Pokemon X, Y, and Z, we see uh, Zygarde uh, perfect form in the background. And he obviously, he's that big thing that was kind of speculated at the end of the trailer. Uh, Pokemon podcast here predicted that correctly. You're welcome. But he has kind of like a face on his chest. You can see the hexagons kind of make up its eyes, and then it. Almost yeah, has... I'm not so certain that the, um, yeah, that that's like so. My argument that I had with Saul was uh, that the, his mouth is in his chest, right? And those like like that rainbow colored thing, is actually his mouth. Oh. Yeah, that's what it looks like to me too. And then we have not pictured in the poster, from what I can see, is Zygarde at fifty percent form. But we do see Zygarde at 10% form, which is uh, Doge Zygarde, which just looks like a, it looks like a houndoom. Yeah. yeah. It's got one which, green leg. It, yeah, it does have one green leg. And it has like a little red gem on its, right below its uh, neck. It has that green scarf. That's about it. Something to corroborate the... I know I'm cutting back, but something to corroborate the theory that the rainbowy thing is the is the mouth of this new Zygarde form is the fact that in the first screen we see um, that cavity, whether you want to call it a, a mouth or not, is is closed, and you only see just a zigzaggy line that's colored like that, and then, then in the yeah. second page it appears to be opened. Well, we um, can call it anything you want. Let's just not call it a cloaca. I, we can agree on that. <laughs> and then um Steve laughs not knowing about the biology of birds. That is correct. <laughs> that is not wrong. And you don't want to know too much. No. I think you're fine. All Let, right, all right. Let's move on. We have Celebi Jr. and Dunsparce Jr. very similar minus the the colors really. Yeah, one's just kind of like folded in half. Oh, and the eyeball turns from green to black. Yeah, and the, the little gem is gray to pink. No, because you can't see its belly in the Dunsparce form. Oh, okay, that's fair. But then also in the poster, we see uh, um, Clement's sister, I think. Holding yes, the, Bonnie. Yeah, holding the um, the Dunsparce, or not the, the uh, Zygarde squid form, or whatever that's called. Core. Or, All very confusing. Mind. Yes. And the, the Zygarde perfect form has one blue arm and one red arm, which to me makes me think like if you have Zygarde core and Xerneas and Eveltal in your party, then it will merge them all like the DNA splicers did in black and white too. And mm. then you get one mega Pokemon. I hope all of that just got recorded. Me shuffling in my... Yes. <laughs> Easy to cut. Just getting, just getting comfy. Once we talk about uh, DNA splicers and black and white too, I just start to, to doze off. Did either <laughs> of you get that far in the game? 
Yeah, I beat Black and White too. Uh, I don't remember. No, I didn't. I didn't play Black and White too. Wasn't there some DNA stuff in X and Y, or am I completely off by that? Oh, the DNA stuff is in the Mega Evolution. The little DNA spiral goes off above your Pokemon's head. Okay. That's why it's called X and Y. All right. So, it's... <laughs> Fair enough. Kind of. Yeah. So going back, I think the most important bullet point here is on October 29th through the 2015, a new version of the anime series called Pokemon X, Y, and Z is set to start airing. Assumptions or confirmation that Pokemon Z is the next version of the game. Yes, I, I would strongly argue um, that that is, uh, yeah, that the next version is going to be called Z. And uh, if you actually look, like behind on the page that has the perfect form Zygarde, there's like a band of pictures behind his head, its head. Mm, yeah. um, and to me, that looks more like gameplay footage than it does anime footage. Yes. So that just kind of means that there's a little, little uh, Easter egg that there's uh, some new game stuff coming out soon. I like Japanese core core pages because it looks like so much is going on. But then you get like the bullet points from it and it's just like one really long yes. sentence that doesn't really actually say much. And there's three new Zygarde forms. One is called this. One is called that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't speak Japanese, but it's always been my uh, experience that it always sounds like they're using a lot of words for very short sentences. Like, it takes a lot of words to express very simple concepts. Well, I think that 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 perception might come from the fact that, I don't want to say never because I don't speak the language either, but I think never, but maybe just almost never in Japanese do you have consonant clusters in the way we do in English, like... Like the SH in English, there's always a vowel in between consonants. So it sounds mm. like it takes a lot of effort to say speech. And additionally, and this is getting into unrelated things, but um, there was a study that found that in languages where it takes more syllables to say a given concept than another, that first language is spoken more quickly. So, for example, Spanish takes more syllables to convey an idea on average than English and Spanish speakers on average speak more quickly than do English speakers. And so I think it's a similar thing with Japanese. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So do you think with um, Pokemon Z being the next game and for us not getting a main series Pokemon game this year, are you seeing this as a game of early 2016, mid 2016 or late? Late being the normal Pokemon release schedule. Well, it's hard uh, to say early because, I mean, without um, completely spoiling what we're going to talk about for the next segment, we already have a pretty big announcement for 2016, and it's not Pokemon Z. So it's it, if I'm guessing the fact that Pokemon Z hasn't been officially announced would indicate that it's coming after the announcement that we got that we'll talk about right. in the middle segment. Yeah, I would say September 12th, 2016. <laughs> I, w- I would say that uh, it would not surprise me if it was like an August release yeah. a little bit earlier than normal because they're already starting the anime next month right and the main reason you, you start the anime is because the anime is what sells you the games I mean that 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 and has kind of been their, their mantra for the last 19 years of like we're going to put this show out 
and then that show is going to sell toys and games. Right. And then we're going to put these cards out and that card is those cards are going to do the same thing except to make us even more money cuz we're just printing paper. But you know what's really important is uh the Yokai Watch cartoon starts on Disney on October 5th. <laughs> I would be curious to see an episode. Disney October uh, it's Disney XD. So Disney so that does that mean Yokai Watch is going to be like Disney in Disney Infinity? Oh, probably not. I, I... Just because they have localization rights doesn't necessarily mean that they would have the rights to... Yeah, but Disney has a lot of money. They bought Star Wars. Yeah, but they haven't bought Yokai Watch. Not yet, Travis. They haven't... Confirmed uh, here on Pokemon Podcast. They haven't dished out that sweet Yokai Watch money. Uh, From from Andrew in Japan, our resident Japanese... So not resident because we don't live in Japan. (laughs) Yeah, he said that the Yokai watch craze has officially ended in Japan and everyone has gone back. His opinion. He said everyone's gone back to Pokemon. That's his Gaijin opinion. <laughs> once, the, once the Americans get back into it, the Japanese are going to be like, hmm, maybe they realized something we didn't. And then <laughs> right back into it. Well, we're going to get right back into it after our break here. And then we got some more Pokemon announcements to talk about. So we will be right back. From a break to talk to you guys about Pokemon Go. That's <clears throat> like kind of joke here. All right, let me read the news first, and then we can talk talk away and be excited or disappointed. Up to you. Pokemon Company has announced a new mobile game called Pokemon Go, produced in cal- collaboration with Nintendo and Ninek, Ninetic, Nantic. Yeah, Before- I don't necessarily know how to say it either. Niantic. Niantic. The former Googles, uh, they were part of Google. They were owned by Google. Um, Are they part of Alphabet now? Yes. They're somewhere in part of Alphabet, but they're still technically their own company because of how Alphabet works. That's that. Oh, it doesn't matter. Uh, they made <laughs> the game Ingress, which is an augmented reality game, or an AR game, as some people say. Pokemon Go looks to follow the footsteps of Ingress, letting players find virtual Pokemon and do battle in the real world, powered by GPS. Uh, Niantic broke away from Google after the Alphabet reorganization. Good thing I picked this article. (laughs) Nintendo is developing a companion smartwatch device called Pokemon Go Plus. It is designed to help you take part in the game's world without having to stare at your phone all day. The Pokeball-shaped device will vibrate and light up, when you get near a Pokemon in the real world. The CEO of Pokemon Company said in a press conference today that they've been working on Pokemon Go with the late CEO, Saratu, uh, Satoru Iwata, for around two years. Pokemon Go will be available in 2016 for iOS and Android, 20 years after the original Pokemon games. As we said earlier, uh, Pokemon will be 20 years, next year, 20 years old next year. 
The game will be free to play with various in-app purchases available. A price for the Pokemon Go Plus Watch hasn't been set yet. The actual game wasn't shown off too much during the press conference in Tokyo, but you can watch an over-the-top announcement trailer below to get a good idea of what the Pokemon Company, Niantic, and Nintendo are going for. Game Freaks, uh, Masuda, the Pokemon Company... Oh, they just... They're just showing everyone on stage uh, holding the little Pokemon Go Plus. Uh, a previous version of the story stated that Nintendo and Pokemon Company are making a joint investment in the now independent company, but we are told that information was a communication error. They did not buy Niantic. Niantic is not owned by Google anymore, but we got that out of the way. All right, where do we uh, begin? Pokemon in the real world. Hooray! <laughs> yeah, the the concept is basically what, what so many fans have been asking for for a very long time. Or not necessarily asking for, because ten years ago we knew that no, that technology seemed so far off. But um, this is what a lot of fans have been wishing for for a very long time. So the the potential of this, um, assuming the the technology is at a point where the experience would be satisfactory, would be um, Really, really cool. Um, but the the question is like whether because I think games like this, like augmented reality games that require travel. Um, I mean, I guess you could say like Foursquare is is almost in that camp too, and a less gamified sense. Um, there's a fine line between fun and tediousness because. I would not be satisfied by a game that just says if you go to GameStop again for the 20th day in a row, a Meowth is going to be there. <laughs> okay, I'll drive out to GameStop and catch a me. Like, if it just becomes running an errand, I would not enjoy this game. Even if running that errand allowed me to catch that Meowth and then battle against my friends, I don't want a game that's going to require me to get out of the house. Who do you think I am? However... If it's simply going to be, um, there are a few special events that require you to, to travel any significant distance, but most of it is just being like, okay, you're in a forest, so we're going to have Weedles as opposed to the Pidgeys that might be in the plains or something. That would be very attractive to me, and that would be a lot of fun. But I, th- but I, I hope it's not going to be like more of a chore than a game. And I, I realize I'm, I'm going to the pessimistic side of it already, but that's just because the um, it has so much potential uh, if it's executed correctly, and I certainly hope that it is. Right. I've done, I have two quotes here uh, not included. So there's a... I have the whole press release on PokemonPodcast.com if you want to read it. Uh, the, what I read before was on um, uh, Off the Verge because they were able to get a little bit of a closer look and wasn't as standard as the press release here. But in the press release, there's two quotes here uh, from the CEO of the Pokemon company. Quote, our challenge was to develop a great game for smartphone devices that express the core values of Pokemon. Pokemon Go is the answer to that challenge. The second quote here is from John Hankey, which is the founder and CEO of Niantic. Pokemon Go is a, quote, Pokemon Go is a wonderful combination of Niantic's real-world gaming platform and one of the most beloved franchises in popular culture. Our partnership with the Pokemon Company and Nintendo is an exciting step forward in real-world gaming. 
and using technology to help players discover the world and people around them. I would assume that that means like a social aspect to the game. Yeah, I think so. One, I think for catching regular, like the smaller Pokemons out there, it's probably going to be more like random encounter. Mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, if, if they'll just sort of generate in random GPS coordinates and that's kind of will feed your wearable. Um, your right. yokai watch, as some might call it, uh, <laughs> or your pokai watch. Um, <laughs> and then there will be more event things based on landmarks that uh, will attract larger groups of people, and it will take larger groups of people to uh, capture those Pokemon that are more the larger scale legendaries or higher level Pokemon, things like that. Because right, um, the original video. game... I mean, the game that it's kind of evolving from Ingress, the main thing about that was that the key areas that you would need to control were monuments and popular locations that would ordinarily attract groups of people. So it was sort of the accumulation of those groups of people over time that added power to the event that was happening at that location. So like the Washington Monument would be a key location in that. So it's possible that, you know, like a Articuno will show up at the Washington Monument just because a lot of people frequent that area. And then they steal your GPS information and sell it to advertisers um, who yes. will know more about you over time. <laughs> let's let's knock out the negatives here. So <laughs> so do you before we go, Will, do you were you actually familiar with Ingress before this? Because I am I'm not. I hadn't heard of it. Uh, my brother plays it a lot with oh, my okay. nephew. So I know, like, when we're driving around, like, my nephew will have my brother's Android, and then he'll, like, call out when they're by a portal, and then they have to hack the portal when they're near it, and then I <laughs> drive faster so that I <laughs> they don't get to hack the portal. Does it seem like they enjoy it? Yeah. Um, they've yeah. been playing for years. And so, like... It's because, right, it's, it's not an involved experience. It's kind mm-hmm. of like... You know, I'm walking down the street, not doing anything else, so I'll turn on Ingress, and oh, mm-hmm. I can see there's a portal nearby, so I can hack it while I'm walking by. Yeah, um, I can I, I can explain Ingress a little better for uh, our listeners here, because I've played it as well. Oh, really? So Ingress was uh, first an Android-only app. It was like the... Google, Google kind of used it as its selling point of like, look at this game that iOS doesn't have, because mm-hmm. at the time Ingress was part of Google. And it was very, very popular, and they were making money off it because they could see where you were located. They could gather information about you because you've given access, you've accepted to their terms and agreements of their phone, and so they could sell that information to advertisers. It's Google, of course. So to make even more money, they moved it to iOS. And um, when you start up Ingress, you pretty much pick, uh, do you want to be on red or blue? I think they have certain names for it, but it's pretty much red team or blue team. And you're not allowed to see the map at all until you've picked. So I was like, okay, uh, I guess I'll pick blue team because I think blue was like the aliens and red was like the humans. Mm-hmm. So I picked red team at my new new house. And I, I played this game about a year ago. And I loaded up as red team and I looked at the beacons around me. So there are beacons. They're just what Will said. They're just like GPS points that are controlled either by red or blue. And... If it's blue, so I, I loaded up the app. I'm red team. I have nothing but blue around me. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, 
I can't do anything. There's so much blue around here. If I go activate a beacon, it will instantly get changed back mm -hmm. to blue. And so I kind of gave up kind of that fast because besides like walking literally two blocks down to hit the beacon, I like there was no point in me scoring points because that, at that point the game has been out for two years. Mm -hmm. And there was so much control by a certain team in the area that it wasn't like it didn't seem appealing uh, on top of that. The game almost always requires to be running in the background. Oh, it needs to load points. So it just drains your battery like crazy. And they could have fixed it in the past year, but that's not the case. So if 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 you do get to the beacon once you're close enough, depending on GPS locations, you kind of just kind of wait there until it activates and turns your color. And then mm -hmm. if there are more people there, you can kind of get like a stronger hold on it. If you're if more people do it at kind of like the same time. To fortify it better, if I'm not mistaken, Will? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So kind of like that Mewtwo battle in the video. Right. So yeah. it kind of goes back to that social aspect where, yeah, you can walk over there and turn a beacon blue. But if you and a bunch of people go over there to turn it blue, you're going to put a stronger lock on it, which takes more time for a single person to do it or less time if you mm -hmm. can get a group of red people to go and activate it. And I think people did meet up groups and stuff like that to kind of meet at different beacon locations to do like strong hacks and stuff like that back when meetups were a cool thing to do <laughs> yeah sounds like a thing that would be more fun at something like a college campus where the likelihood that other people are going to be playing it is high well um, which, which i imagine would be similar to to pokemon go right like if you know, well, I'm a little confused like in a because... rural area, like <laughs> it's gonna be tough. I'm a little confused on a couple fronts. the The first confusing thing is how many people reported on this. Like I, I follow a lot of you know news sites and a lot of gaming sites, so it didn't surprise me that Kotaku and Polygon and all these uh, all Pokemon related sites reported on it. it. Makes sense; it's a Pokemon game. But right. then you saw like. The Verge reported on it. I was like, okay, that's not too far because, you know, they own Polygon, so they can just copy that article. And then you saw places like CNN report on it and Macworld report on it and, like, Engadget. And it's like, Macworld is only reported on Apple stuff, and I guess this is kind of Apple because it's an iOS game, but, like, they've never reported on a Pokemon thing before. I and then when I was listening to Beats 1, it was like they reported on it and... Everywhere I was going, people were reporting on this, which is not a main series Pokemon game. It's just I can a... tell you why it it's gotten so much media coverage. Um, my my guess so two reasons. The first is that the trailer I say trailer, but it was more of a teaser. Um, featured only Gen One Pokemon. Um, yep. That's so that, the first thing I noticed. That gains it immediate appeal from adults uh, the people who would be reading those materials because no one no one who reads Macworld cares about Pokemon Camp or or the you know the the other um apps Pokemon that, like the that, Pokédex right that that um the Pokémon's made they don't they don't care about that cuz it doesn't have Mewtwo and and stuff Mo most people who aren't big Pokemon fans people who have only a passing relationship to the game or a former relationship to the game as as many people the the only characters that are recognizable to them are the first so and people know uh, almost everyone knows i mean that's like 
rule number 64 of social media is that if you want a thing to be popular, you stick Gen 1 Pokemon on it like that. <laughs> and you, you stick specific Gen 1 Pokemon. You stick right. Mewtwo. You stick Charizard. You right. stick Snorlax. Gyarados, stick maybe. Gyarados, yeah. I, Gyarados. Um, but then you do your starters of Charmander, Squirtle, Bulbasaur, Pikachu. Right. And then I think they might have had Eevee, if I'm not. Mm. And then they had Caterpie. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they they it was very or, it was orchestrated very well. But then the second reason I think that it got a lot of coverage. So the first reason is that everyone knows that that's going to be something that a lot of people are going to see regardless of the fact if they are current or former Pokemon fans, everyone sort of wants to see that. So it's going to get a lot of traffic. The second reason is that this is a sort of an and I mean I, I'm sort of echoing the sentiment that that's that's in the press release that it's a bit of a um, an unprecedented and and um, sort of important step for augmented reality games. Just the promise of this, because there's while we've had AR games and and a lot of them in the past, none of them have had the instant appeal that Pokemon does. There, there's almost no other franchise that you could do this for that would get this this immediate uh, large response from people, right? Because, like, like even... So imagine that they made the same thing for... Even, like, Legend of Zelda, I would argue, would not have as huge of a reaction as this does. Pokemon making a augmented reality game not uh, justifies, but it... it um, it sort of proves the genre. It, it what's the word? I guess justifies <laughs> the genre um, in a way that no other no other franchise really could because it's saying, "Oh wow, this thing that." Because everyone everyone's opinion, on, oh, not everyone, but at least my opinion is that like sure we have augmented reality games right now, but but it seems like the technological limitations of them, at least in the in the states. Um, makes it so that they're limited in scope. But the second Pokemon jumps on the bandwagon, we say, oh, like like maybe maybe we can actually do this if if uh larger entities get involved. So I think that that promise that, you know, if Pokemon of all franchises is doing this, maybe it is the time where this is actually going to shine. Because Pokemon is never on the cutting edge, right? Right, yeah. Um, so basically what you're trying to say is all those tweets over the past couple of years where it's been like, retweet if you'd like to have Pokemon in the real world or fave if you'd like to have $2 billion have right. just been a secret campaign to find <laughs> out if people wanted Pokemon in the <laughs> real world. And it's finally hit critical mass where That's they've exactly said what I'm saying. people want Pokemon in the real world. And this is how we're going to get them Pokemon in the real world. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it it it. The funniest thing that came out of all of this is when you go to like, like a Facebook page or something where they they share the article about Pokemon Go. I was like reading the comments where like one of the most like liked comment is, "I've been telling all my friends for a year that, uh, of course Pokemon would make a ton of money when they released the series on iPhone," and it's like, one, you're an idiot. <laughs> and two, you clearly haven't read the article because this is not what you're thinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Uh, okay, let's go back to the technical aspects of the game here. Oh, I want to add in also, I think people's level of disappointment will be directly correlated to their ability to have imagination. Because if you think that you're going to be looking into your phone and see a little Pikachu crawling from behind a rock, um, you better just turn your hopes and dreams down a little bit. You're going <laughs> yeah, to have I don't think we're going to get gonna be, what the teaser promises and yeah, aspect. most likely you're going to see like at best the 3D renders that they've done for Gen Six um, somehow projected into the real world, but. It's not going to be as uh, or the renders in the Pokedex app for iOS. Yeah, Uh, yeah, but it's not going to be as cognizant of its surroundings that you won't see um, a uh, croaky that's halfway dissolved into a stone bench or something like that. It's just (laughs) going to be a port of that. uh, It's just going to be a re-release of that April Fool's joke a few years ago where they had Pokemon on Google Maps. That's all it's going to be. Well, but then. (laughs) But also, if you have a really strong imagination and you say, you know, I know what my eyes are telling me, but I'm going to imagine that I'm catching a real Pokemon in the real world, then you're going to enjoy yourself quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Technical aspect here. So Pokemon Go, the app itself, is going to be available sometime in 2016. I believe they said early. Yeah. On the the App Store and Google Play. Uh, that app itself will be free to download. Now, which I, I think, I think Nintendo and everything they've d- done, they don't know how to name anything. So the PokeWalker 2.0 is called the Pokemon Go Plus. That's why I yeah. had to get the iPhone 6s Plus <laughs> to go with my PokeWalker. Plus. No, Nintendo's only copied Apple and everything they've done to name things. Uh, like the new 3DS, which is just a copy of the new iPad. So Pokemon Go Plus is a little Pokewalker. It's going to connect to your phone using Bluetooth. And it has a vibrate feature so that it, when you're near a Pokemon through the GPS, which is going back to how Ingress did this, it's going to have to consistently be running in the background for it to know where you are and for it to tell your Plus device to vibrate. That's going to tell you to look at your phone. There was another quote saying that, I think Miyamoto said it, that, and my, my apologies for not having the quote in front of me, um, but they, he stated that they wanted to make a game that didn't make you look at your phone all the time because they felt too many people use their phones too often. So that's why the, the Plus device was created, so that you could walk around without looking at your phone and just wait for the device to vibrate to let you know to take your phone out, which is kind of the opposite of Ingress. Uh, as Will's scenario, he explained earlier that they kind of had Ingress opened as they were driving to make sure that there was a beacon coming up that they could capture. I hope that if you buy the Pokemon Go Plus thing that either you no longer have to do the in-app purchases or you get at least a lot of credits for that. Because if you buy the Pokemon Go Plus and its only function is to alert you of when a Pokemon is around you, then and and, and it doesn't give you any access to these in-app purchases it's mentioning, then that's you know, going to be a shame because that's a lot e- of money. Everybody is freaking out about in-app purchases, but you've got to keep in mind that they released two 
free-to-play games this year. And yes, Pokemon Shuffle is driven more towards in-app purchases, but Pokemon Rumble World had the feature where if you just paid the one flat-out fee in the end, you didn't have to do in-app purchases anymore. Yeah, that's true. And so they might just say, give us you know, $30 and you can have all the Pokemon Go you want. Or I would be fine with that. I well, actually, I would because I would need to get a, a smartphone. Here's a code to unlock Pokemon Go. I don't think they're going to do that. You don't know the, the mind of the Pokemon Company International? <laughs> I don't think so. I think, I think the Pokemon Go device will be nineteen ninety nine. I think that would be an appropriate price point. I have yes. no clue how they're going to sell this thing, though. GameStop? Maybe. Oh, I mean, maybe. I can't imagine seeing it at Target. And the reason I say that is because... So Target wouldn't even carry video games if they didn't carry the console. And that's kind of the whole point of why digital games are not cheaper than retail games. Because if... You know, Diablo 3 for PS4 is $50 digitally, and Target has to sell it at $60. Well, Target will just say, well, we're not going to sell it then because we're not allowed to sell it at $50, so we don't want to carry your game. And so I'm not sure why they would want to carry this. Well, I mean, remember when there was that... They're making just, you know, 100% profit off it. Where Remember it, it when only cost that... the Pokemon company, you know, three dollars to make this. They sell it to Target for ten. Target sells it for twenty. I mean, that's reasonable. Me? I don't, I don't see anything out of the ordinary with that conjecture. I think that just to play devil's advocate a bit, which is a phrase I I hate to hear, so I hate when I say it. Um, remember, like three years ago or so, when all of these really crappy toys came out where you had to download an app on your phone and the toy would like interface with it. And there are a bunch of those. There's still toys like that. Right. They carry those, and that's basically what Pokemon Go Plus is, right? And places like Target carry those. Yeah. So, eat it, Steve. Did I eat it? Sorry, I was letting my cat out. What? What? Zip? Steve, you're wrong. Target's going to carry the Go Plus. Okay, so let me tell you why Target will carry the Pokemon Go Plus. Unless Travis <laughs> just said that. They will. So Target will carry it because they will have Pokemon-specific events there. Mm. I was going to make a tweet about this, but I couldn't make it funny in 140 characters. They're going to have just like GameStop has digital downloads, they're going to have, like, Jolteon uh, this Saturday, Vaporeon next Saturday, Flareon the Saturday after. You're going to go to Target. You're going to buy the Pokemon Plus thing. And then while you're there, you're going to catch Jolteon. And then you're probably going to walk out with Red Bull and toilet paper and paper towel. And Target has made money. And that they can prove that Target has made money or any other store. I'm just using Target as the example. Because Nintendo and Niantic is going to be data gathering your GPS information. Mm. I'll be buying six of them in every color, so it doesn't <laughs> do matter. Do you think they'll really do the same, like, selling your information thing if they're doing in-app purchases? Do you think they'll do in-app purchases, buy the peripheral, 
and will sell your information. Like it seems like I don't think I don't think necessarily they'll sell your information, but I bet they can use your your data to go to like Target and say we have four million people playing. If you oh, let us like, if you give us some amount of money, we are going to release Jolteon in every Target in the area. So that players have to go to Target to get it. Yeah, and in return, we can guarantee you this amount of profit because we can say 10% of people that will visit Target will actually buy something while they're mm-hmm. there. Oh, no, no. It's even better than that because even anonymized data in the aggregate when applied to GIS, wow, which I is geographical, three words into that <laughs> geographical information systems, think of the little pieces of information that they will have that they can put together into meaningful data. Number one, they will know who has been willing to spend money on in-app purchases if they have in-app purchases and how much that person is willing to spend. And if it is tied into your Google account, they'll have all the Google information about you. Or your Apple account. They will also know, depending on your geographical information, which stores you visit. So they will know, like, because, you know, they will have special Pokemon at certain stores and... Then they'll say, okay, this guy who spent $15 a month on in-app purchases on Pokemon Go goes to DSW and Target and these other places. So then they can say to Target, if you have this special event, we're going to attract this kind of customer to your location. So then they can have a really pretty precise indication of how much that person would be willing to spend at a retail establishment of a certain caliber. Correct, and they. This can, has been adult talk with Will Anderson. They can use that data for. They can use that data for releasing bigger Pokemon, like let's say Mewtwo. They can say most of our players are in New York, so we're going to release Mewtwo on November tenth in New York. We average that, you know, within a hundred miles, that twenty percent of people will travel to this. If we make Mewtwo only catchable with an Ultra Ball, we sell Ultra Balls that weekend on sale. For two ninety nine, that's the other thing. I think I think that you're going to get a set amount of Pokeballs that will regenerate every day. With like, let's just say you get ten max at a time. You use so basically eight. Pokemon Shuffle, right? Right. Yeah. And that if you want, if you want to catch, you know, like a Snorlax, maybe you have a five percent chance with a Pokeball, but you might have a twenty five percent or a fifty percent chance on a Great Ball. That's where they're going to sell you Great Balls and Ultra Balls and probably Master Balls for a set cost. I think those that's going to be the transaction because they said there will be multiple in-app purchases. So I think Pokeballs are one form of in-app purchases. And I'm not sure what the other one would be. Well, there's also a competitive uh, aspect to this, right? So you can battle Pokemon with your phone now. So you can buy battle items revives things like that oh yeah yeah that's true See, i think that makes feels... me worried sorry that makes me worried that the game is doing too much not only is it catching but battling trading did they, did they say trading yeah trading yep now what would what would so i don't i don't care about my information google already has that i don't care about <laughs> in-app purchases because i'm i'm cool with it i just gave pokemon shuffle 25 dollars today and i didn't feel bad and I caught Lugia, and that was cool. What I would care about 
is, can I take the Pokemon I catch and somehow transfer them back into my main series game? And the answer is probably... They said interactivity with the main series game, so I would be surprised if you couldn't. Right. So if, if I can do that, I'm sold. But if I can't do that, I don't know. Cause... I mean, even if, if you could, even in that 3DS downloadable game, what was the, the Dream Radar? The, is that yeah. what it's called? Dream Radar. Yeah. Great game. If you could do it with that, then, then I mean, probably with Pokemon Go. Because right. remember, at the end of the game... Uh, at the end of the game. At the end of the day, Pokemon Go is to convince people to buy the main series game. Well, at the end of the day, Pokemon Go is designed to make money for massive corporations <laughs> who care little to nothing about your precious, precious heart. That's true. I love you, TPCI. Please hire me. <laughs> I am. Ex- I am excited for Pokemon Go, but I, I also have played ingress and i also understand what pokemon is doing with the data mining so that's why it's hard for me to be so positive and that's why we're having this conversation right now because i don't think a lot of people thought about the the outside aspects of this there's well and you you don't have to right you don't you can just say i'm going to enjoy having this pokemon experience in whatever way it is delivered to me and i will be happy with that you do you don't have to overanalyze it Right, you, I do. SBJ has we to do. overanalyze. I it. do, but I can say I'm just going to enjoy when I'm out on a run, feeling a little vibration in my pocket, and saying, "Oh, got to catch that Pokemon," and then catching right. the Pokemon and going, continuing on my run. And I would that that sounds like a great scenario. Travis brought up earlier that Foursquare is kind of like a in-game in itself they do this thing now where you check in you get a bunch of coins and then every sunday whoever has the most amount of coins in your friends list gets something some kind of reward i don't know what it is because i've never been in the top five (laughs) i'm very excited because today i will be in the top five because i've traveled so much this past week and so i'm excited to see what it is but i've always like sat on my couch for the they've done this for like the last month in the last kind of two weeks, because I haven't won. I don't know what it is. I kind of sit there on Saturday and I go, oh, there's one more day left. I'm like 40 coins behind. Even if I went to like four places, I probably wouldn't even have enough coins to make it to the top five. So what's kind of the point? And I hope that I don't have that feeling with Pokemon Go where it's like, well, I caught the Weedle and the Caterpie outside my house and Apparently Meowth is going to end in like a week and he's 20 miles up the road. Is it really worth for me to drive 20 miles to get Meowth? Well, it'll be interesting to see what the distances they set. And there are so many variables we don't know because right. we don't, we've don't. we seen no footage of the actual game. We've just been given a concept. Uh, well, there's the one screen grab from Android. You can see of the Pikachu with a level 5 Pikachu with a... Pokeball being thrown at it. Yeah. Oh, really? I guess I didn't see that. And we we don't know if Pokemon are going to be like region specific. Like, mm. is Wisconsin going to be the only place where you can catch a Venomoth? Mill tank. Mill tank. <laughs> Let's be honest. It's Wisconsin, America's well, Dairyland. There would actually be uh, a precedent for that, right? Because that's. Maybe that's why they did the Vivalon thing. Maybe that that was a way to gauge people's interest in in trading cross region. Right. 
I'm just saying that Babylon was the same thing. I have zero plans of going to North Dakota anytime soon. But well, if you made friends with mistake. someone in North Dakota. North Dakota is a beautiful place. I'm sure I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. But if you're going to tell me that the only way I can get a Dratini is North Dakota. Or by trading with someone who's from it, right? Just like how Vivalon worked. Because, yeah, I mean, nobody true. went to all those places and, and raised, oh, I hope, I hope that no one had to do that. I, I hope that... That Some, people who've done that have gotten it from friends as opposed to flying all over the planet. That's true. I mean, props well, to those, the anyone who did do that. Yeah, but I mean, maybe no. not props. <laughs> it, it wouldn't have worked anyways because it's based on your cartridge's oh, that's, that's right. place of yep. origin. Yeah. But is, is, is that a good experience where like, oh, in Wisconsin I only get mill tanks and... Yeah, I know a lot of people through this podcast, but do I only want to be trading mill tanks out to collect other Pokemon? Is that a fun experience? I don't well, think so. I don't think it's gonna be like that. Like I don't want to be known as the mill tank guy. And if it I, and if it is, it wouldn't be just it wouldn't just be one Pokemon, right? It would be a a large collection. Or or it would be there are you know, I'll just give an arbitrary number. There are like a hundred Pokemon in your region that can be accessed that are it's sort of a randomly generated list of Pokemon that can be accessed with within your town. And it's gonna take you a while to get all one hundred. Whereas, you know, in the town next to you it's another randomly generated hundred Pokemon. So there might be crossover, right? Maybe there's um a Pancham in, in both uh Milwaukee and Kenosha, but a lot of the other Pokemon are going to be different. So I loved how so you knew sense. another Wisconsin city besides Milwaukee. <laughs> Green Bay, Eau Claire. Come on. Madison. Yeah, Madison. That's so, where the is, is, uh, University of Wisconsin. Is that in Madison? No, yeah. that's in University of Wisconsin. UWM, that's in Milwaukee. Oh. No. But the so real University is... of Wisconsin's in Madison. Is that what it's called? Isn't it called UW? Isn't it called... UWM Madison University of Madison? I think yeah. it's just called Madison. No. Yeah. yeah. Only, okay. only for people in Wisconsin. <laughs> Going back to the Pokedex, they only showed the first 150. I would assume for time constraints and to get the game out sooner, the game is going to be limited to the first 150. On top of, um making it appeal to the most amount of people. Mm -hmm. And well, then you start introducing the next generations in the Pokedex with with the hope to obviously add more content to charge people more money. But the actual second hope would be to get people who are only familiar with Gen 1 to be familiar with, um, with the newer Pokemon. And I think that in a positive aspect, that that would be really great to finally bring Gen One people up to, up to knowing more Pokemon after Gen One, but I think it's very important that the game is done right upon release. Like you kind of mm -hmm. only have one good impression with this game. I think it's going to be more than just Gen One Pokemon. I think they were just advertising it as only Gen One Pokemon. Maybe. The, there, there's there is no reason to posit that they will not have other generations of Pokemon in the game, but the, based on just this advertisement, I, I I think differently. I think that if you want to appeal to the most people, 
you only start with Gen 1 because people because you want to appeal to everyone and everyone knows Gen 1. Mm. I would say if you want to appeal to the most people, you only advertise Gen 1 Pokemon, but you put all the Pokemon in the game. To um you're wrong. <laughs> to add credence to to Steve's point, um I guess first of all the I don't think the sort of shroud of secrecy strategy would last very long, very long, right? Like if you market and you only have Mewtwo, et cetera, people are going to find out very quickly that, that the game is a different experience. I don't think that that, that strategy would be very successful in the long run. Um, but also one could argue that this is not being marketed at kids like all other Pokemon games are. Because while kids spend a lot of time on smartphones, kids don't have the ability to make in-app purchases. So the the or if they do, then then it's with you know their 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 guardian's credit card and against their permission. So so the target this is one of the few times where that where I would argue at least that the target audience is actually us because it's almost never us. Right. But in this time, it is people in our generation and people that are our age and around our age and i guess by that i just mean people who aren't kids i don't know why i lump everyone who's not kids into one generation but um on the whole people who aren't kids that have an interaction with pokemon prefer the original 150 that's not me but i know that's the vast majority of of my peers and of folks uh, older than me too, who have some sort of relationship to Pokemon. So there would be no real monetary reason to include the new ones because the reason you include new Pokemon in the main series games is because it's attractive to to kids mostly that they can they can experience these these new creatures. I mean, the whole collection mechanic is very appealing to kids more so that I would argue than than adults. So the um, if they were truly targeting it the way I think that they are, then then the first 150 is probably the best way to go financially, which I would be disappointed by if they did, but I wouldn't be surprised. Do you, do you think people actually wouldn't buy the game just because it had more than the original 150? I, I just, no, I don't, yeah, I don't, that doesn't make sense to me. I don't think that's going to be turned. I don't. Nothing. If they did the first 150, they're still going to get the same amount of downloads if they did 700. 21 that's yeah that's what i'm saying yes that's true the different the difference is kids don't make travel decisions so i agree with travis 100 percent that this game is marketed towards you know your 15 and 16 and up year old who have smartphone devices i also think that the if they're i i strongly think they're going to do 151 and if they were to launch the game with 720 pokemon Somebody's going to find a way to game the system. Somebody's going to be able to get all 721 Pokemon within the first week. And they're going to be able to trade all this Pokemon to everyone. And as soon as everyone has mm. all Pokemon, the game is done. There's yeah. nothing you can do to earn back that interest. Whereas you release 151 Pokemon, even if somebody game that system in the first week, all right, you haven't released Gen 2 yet. And you can redo Gen 2 to make sure that that system isn't gamed in any way. And then once... And you see a lot of apps do that. Like you see a lot of card collecting apps um, or other apps that are designed around in-app purchases. They always do like, this is season two, this is season three, or like coming 
in six months is our first big expansion. Well, why do people have to ruin things with their bad attitudes? <laughs> I don't know. Let's not answer that question. I don't want this Pokemon podcast to become a deep exploration of our... Of the human experience. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm just saying that if you do if you do all 721, you have an end you have an end game. You know the exact moment where people really stop playing. Yeah. And if you do 151, you will have the data to say, okay, we're losing customers now. This is where we flip the switch to Gen 2. We get all those people back. And arguably this is even this would be even more collection-oriented than the main series games because, I mean, I would be astonished if there was some sort of storyline in this. <laughs> um, so the the main goal would be, whereas, you know, the, the nominal goal in all the Pokemon games is to catch them all, but to, to beat the game, you don't have to do that. And you certainly don't have to, and you can get a very, very good experience out of it. But um, with a game as open as this game seems to be, I realize we don't have a lot of information, but with how open the game seems to be, one would expect that collection would be the main focus. So if you were done with that, then you would be done with the game, yeah. Ooh, I didn't expect to talk 45 minutes about Pokemon Go. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, as my closing note, what I would like to say is I am going to remain uncharacteristically optimistic and excited for this game. And I, I am, think it's going I'm to be excited. great, and I think it's going to be great fun, and I will not say a negativo thing until something negativo is revealed <laughs> to me. Well, I will be buying the Pokewalker, Pokewalker, the Pokemon Go, Pokemon Plus, Go Plus as soon as possible, because oh, I like... I'm getting the 128 gigabyte Pokemon Go <laughs> Plus in gold. <laughs> Heck yeah. The and then the plus S will come out. Um, I'm excited too, even though I don't have a smartphone and probably won't at the time it comes out. I'll just continually borrow someone else's. I'm sure it'll work with like an iPod. I'm sure it would work with an iPod Touch, and you have one of those. I mean, I have one that's so old it can't even software update. (laughs) I have one so old that all of the all of the apps in the well, not all of them, but the vast majority of apps in the App Store say you must have iOS something or higher, which who I do not. Um, Uh, Is it time that you come clean about this? quote job unquote that you supposedly have no i do have a job yeah right and co-workers mm-hmm. I, I do watching tv I mean, I all day can't talk about it a job um okay so what we'll do is the, the segment went on way longer than expected hopefully our listeners have enjoyed it uh we will be skipping emails this week just because of time constraints but uh if you want to email us you can do so by going to PokemonPodcast.com, hitting the contact button, and then filling out the email form. That'll go. That'll come right to me. Or you can just email uh, email us at sbj at pkmncast.com and let us know what you think of Pokemon Go and Pokemon Go Plus. Maybe any suggestions, if you thought we were right, if you thought we were wrong. Uh, send on those emails. If you don't want to, that's totally cool. We still have a bunch of emails that we are, we're a little behind on, and we'll get to those next week because I don't think Pokemon will be dropping any more crazy news like they did this week, and uh, we'll get to those next week. But, yeah, you can email us about anything. Red Vines, Cheesecake, Pokemon Go Plus, Wedding Cake, Ice Cream Cake. Twizzlers. Twizzlers. Ugh, Twizzlers. Puff Daddy Sweet Fried Dough. Oh, <laughs> 
Hoogie, what is what is Hoogie that? things? What is that? That's what I'm going to be having for dessert tonight. Puff Daddy sweet fried dough. You say that like that's just a thing I should know. Well, if you came to visit me, you'd get some Puff Daddy sweet fried dough. What we'll do is uh, we'll take a break here. We'll come back. We're going to end with Pokemon of the Week, of course, and uh, we'll wrap the show up. So we'll be right back. I was living in the dark ages. <laughs> wow. We are back. <laughs> dark you, age Travis. Listeners, you, you missed the, the riveting discussion of why Milwaukee does, can't deliver hot dogs, but DC can, because that's certainly the most interesting thing I could have spent 20 minutes hearing about. I'm getting some sweet, sweet chili dogs delivered to my front door. PokemonCenter.com has uh, intern Pikachu and uh, substitute Poke plushes for those curious. Uh, They also have substitute shirts and cups and socks. Just a little bit of more news here for PokemonCenter.com. Yeah, that giant size substitute is legit. Yeah, it is $32. Spend. It's worth every penny. Actually, I ordered from PokemonCenter.com. I got an Esper plush and a Chessman plush, and they're very nice. Very good quality plush. I don't know why uh, Bulbapedia is giving me such a hard time here. Uh, Pokemon of the Week. Our Pokemon of the Week this week is Slowbro. Uh, I guess we could have done Slowpoke last week since we played that Slowpoke song. Technically. But uh, decided to do Slowbro. (laughs) Y'all... Uh, Travis probably has a move set for Slowbro or uh, I do Mega Slowbro, which mega is Slowbro specific. A pretty cool Mega. Oh, I love Mega Slowbro. Let me read a little about Slowbro here before we get into that. Uh, I'll read this part. When Slowbro Mega evolves into Mega Slowbro, it becomes engulfed by Shelter to the point where only its head and arms and tail are visible. The spirals of Shelter loses its own tail allowing the tail of Slowbro to stick out when it balances on which, oh, stick out which it balances on due to its legs being engulfed. The spikes on Shelder are now reduced to four on the bottom section of its body, and the darker spots are visible on the middle section. Mega Slowbro's energy has gathered in Shelder's clamped onto its tail. As a result, the hardness of its shell is boosted, making its armor so hard that nothing can scratch it. When Mega Slowbro battles, it stands up on its tail 
It can move by bouncing along, using its tail as a spring. I did not know that Slowbro was the hermit crab Pokemon. I didn't know that, like, they're still going with this shelter aspect of Slowbro. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, Mega Slowbro is real cool. The uh, base stats here are 490, with Slowbro's worst stat being speed at 30 and its best stat being defense at 110. And the Mega Slowbro... Uh, base stats are 590 with its defense being 180 and its speed still being at 30. But uh, it does get a slight boost in special attack as well, being 130, which I think is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. 180 seems really, really good. Quite, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, if you think of RCS being 120 stats across the board, and RCS is as ridiculous. Ridiculously high stats in each regard. One hundred and eighty is is even higher than that. So there you go. But then again, I think Mega Beedrill also has a one eighty stat, and nobody runs Mega Beedrill. So <laughs> there's more to it than just the stats, obviously. Uh, once you uh, spit a good move set here for Mega Slowbro or Sl- Slowbro. Yeah, yeah. So this is actually pretty easy for me this week because the the t- so I didn't make this team, but. Um, I've been messing around with a team that I found um, online that uses a Mega Slowbro. Um, the the set works pretty well, so it's designed to be one of your pivot Pokemon, which implies that um, it's a defensive Pokemon that you can very often safely switch into, and then from there make another switch into a... Uh, to a third Pokemon, um, or stay on that pivot Pokemon until that that third switch becomes um, a viable option. It's sort of your your waiting place until you switch into the heavy hitter, um, sort of glass cannon sweeper Pokemon. So um, this Mega Slowbro set um, has Scald, Thunder Wave, Calm Mind, and Slack Off. So Scald being its only Scald and I guess you can kind of count Calm Mind as being its only uh, offensive options. Um, and then Calm Mind, Thunder Wave, and Slack Off all being defensive options to um, to lay some status, status effects on your, po- on your opponent's Pokemon in the form of Thunder Wave um, to bulk up Mega Slowbro even more if it gets into a situation where um, your opponent's Pokemon, the only ones that are left, are ones that can't really break through those very, very high defenses, um, and you can just sort of stall out the game by using a few Calm Minds and then just Scalding until the game's over. Uh, and then Scald also has that um, the chance to burn, which is also very great, because even if they switch into a Pokemon... So, say um, your opponent is about... You think your opponent's about to use a Fire move. You switch into Slowbro because uh, Slowbro resists that move. Um, you use Scald, you know, they have their Arcanine out or something. Um, even if they switch into a Pokemon that resists Scald, there's still that chance to burn. So um, there's almost no situation where Slowbro's not going to have an effect with its move unless it's using Thunder Wave on a ground type or something. So um, very excellent defensive pivoting Pokemon to use with that set. Um, you could also do a more offensive um, variety with Calm Mind again, but then a few other uh, offensive moves like Ice Beam or something like that. 
And slack off is just like Slowbro's recover. Yeah, exactly. It recovers 50% of Slowbro's health. Yes, 50%. And Slowbro, Mega Slowbro has uh, the ability Shell Armor. Yeah, that prevents critical hits, which makes, um, which I mean, not the best ability in the game, but it is good on a defensive Pokemon because um, that's a lot of the times how sort of what would be a, a bit of a stalemate um, gets resolved in Pokemon is, you know, a Pokemon has six stacks of cosmic power set up and and you're just but can't do any damage to the opponent and then you obviously can't do damage to it because its defenses are so high but you get that chance critical hit and then and then you knock the pokemon out and then the game's over but because shell armor prevents critical hits it makes um slow bro even more resilient so even so setting up those calm minds is even safer than than say a pokemon without shell armor again it's not super effective um <laughs> because critical hits aren't super common but it can be helpful it's one of those where you don't know if it would be helpful or not right because it doesn't say mega slow bro would have been hit by a critical at least i don't think it does maybe it does maybe it has the little thing activated oh, but I don't like think the little so. because i wouldn't know because i wouldn't because maybe it's just never happened to me <laughs> Uh, what 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 item would you run? What held item would you run? Oh, on Mega well, you have to do the the slow. Oh, night. yeah, yeah, you have to do the the Mega Stone. Well, if you just want to play Regenerator Slowbro, yeah, Regenerator is an amazing ability too, and for a similar role too, because you can swap it out and get the health back. Oh, so yeah, Regenerators. Every time you switch, you get one third of your health back. Yeah, yeah, um, and just a leftovers is good there. Or I bet you could pull off an assault vest thing. I can't think of what the other two um, moves would be other than scald and ice beam. Oh, I think it can get uh, fire blast and and then I guess a psychic move too, like psychic. I mean, yeah. I'm just throwing that together, but you could probably pull an assault vest. Yeah, because Slowbro is water psychic. Get mm. that stab. Mm-hmm. Uh, some trivia here. Uh, Mega Slowbro has the highest defense stat of all psychic Pokemon. Slowbro's Pokedex entry states that if Shelter is removed, it will revert back to the Slowpoke form. <laughs> isn't that kind of isn't that kind of weird that like it should be that you should have a Slowpoke and a Shelter in your party to evolve into Mega Slowbro? Or oh, they Slowbro. did that with uh, one Pokemon. What's his name? The Air. So not Shredincha? Or you no, no. You need to, uh, f- the flying, the water guy. Oh, um, you mean Shelmet and... No. Oh, what are you terrible. Thinking? Who comes before Octillery? Are you thinking of Matang and Beldum? No, wow. You Octillery, guys... Octillery isn't... Oh, Remoraid? Oh, Remoraid, Remoraid into Octillery. You have to have a Remoraid in your party when you want to evolve the air... The the flying water type dude who uh, looks Manatee? like a triangle. Manatee? Mantike. Mantike. Really? I don't. Is that the thing? Wow. It evolves into Mantine when leveled up with a Remoraid in the party. You guys even play Pokemon? Nope. I certainly don't use Mantine. <laughs> well, that's a mistake because Mantine. Can't remember the last awesome. time somebody was like, I love Octillery. You know, the, the, I can't remember the last time someone said, you know, that the Mantine on my team's really been pulling his weight. So 
So uh, you can't blame me if I don't know the, the intricacies of evolving a Mantike. I mean, well, first of all, Mantike is, is, a, is a far superior Pokemon design, so why would I ever want to evolve it? How is it any different from Mantine? Because it's, it's actually cute. They look exactly the same. <laughs> no. Cause I, okay, I want you to look at the Sugimori art for Mantike. And try not to smile after looking at it for mm, two seconds. I, I want don't you to know look what at smiling is. Look at Mantine, and and try not to just leave the room. Slowbro <laughs> uh, shell and lifestyle are somewhat similar to hermit crabs. <coughs> uh, through its physical similar similarities, uh, it also is resemblance. This resembles giant otters and giant salamanders and hippopotamus. <laughs> can't even say it. Hippo, uh, hippos. We're just gonna go there. Yeah, Slowbro's appearance uh, may also be a reference to the mythical Saziani, a magical sea demon of Japanese folklore. I don't know what that is. Me either. This very small Wikipedia article is. Lackluster. Uh, Mega Sl- uh, Slowbro. Shiny is a purple instead of pink, which makes him kind of look like Barney. And who doesn't love Barney? That's. <laughs> I think that's the note we end the show on. <laughs> no, we haven't done the whole, all the words. Um, You know what would be good on a Slowbro? A quick claw. Yep. No. No one would see that coming. Slow bro. No, I realize it's like the meme of the show, but I will never be able to. You get 16% chance of going first, Travis. Those are some good odds. Do you remember that time I lost to like a 10 year old kid at one of our MGC tournaments because his quick claw activated twice and both times he got a critical (laughs) hit and it one shotted my Pokemon? I can't. I can't. I know it's the meme. I know. I know. I can't. I can't. You know, I would. I would imagine that Mega Slowbro would also be good on a Trick Room team. That's true. I mean, yeah. If you're into that sort of thing. (laughs) All right, we gotta end the show. (laughs) (laughs) Travis, where can they find you? Twitter.com/slash the Travis W. If you want to. Play me in Hearthstone or uh, like Pokemon Showdown or League of Legends. Just let me know. And I'll give you the various usernames for those things. Will, where can they find you? On Twitter, uh, washing the sink. And then on uh, Tuesday, I will most likely be grievously ill and unable to go to work. So I'll probably be on my PS4 uh, <laughs> washing the sink. Um all that was day me long when our golden soul silver came out. I, <laughs> I was too sick to go to school. Yeah. Starting at about 8 a.m. Eastern, <laughs> I will be too sick for work. I uh, will also be sick on Tuesday <laughs> and be on my PS4. My Twitter and PS4 are the same name. It is at Dragging a Lake. Uh, if you send me a phone request on PS4, please put that you're a fan of the show because. Oh, that really helps. My, my yes, fr- I agree. I need to clean out my PSN friends, and uh, that is 
Like, that would be very helpful. Also, I will probably send you a real name request because it's just easier for me to know your real name and not delete you. It just makes more sense. Uh, I you agree with the, all that concept. If you want to... Also, if I'm playing Destiny with you, I'm probably talking with you, and I probably want to know your real name anyways. If you want to support the show, if you like us talking about the behind-the-scenes of Pokemon Go or talking about people's weddings, you can support the show on Patreon, and that would help because we get to do uh, more stuff than we normally do uh, with having a little extra money. And uh, if you are a Patreon supporter of giving five or more dollars a month, uh, we have some cool Rotom stickers that we'll be sending you. And uh, I actually have to send another batch out, which I'll probably be doing tomorrow night. And if you support more, if you want to be on the show, uh, we have tiers for that. Or if you want to hang out in our Slack community, which is almost 100 members strong, it's a really great way of trading or battling or breeding Pokemon, as well as talking about uh, how much Pokemon Shuffle is ruining our lives. Uh, we do that too. So patreon.com slash it's super effective if you want to support the podcast. If you don't want to give us money, totally cool. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Pokemon Podcast. You can uh, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash pkmncast. And uh, you can uh, head over to iTunes and review us. Leave us a five-star review. Tell us you know that we're, we're mediocre at best. <laughs> and that would really help other people find It's Super Effective in iTunes. Uh, it's kind of where most people listen to the show, surprisingly. Um, yeah, otherwise, uh, this has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast. And we are super, super puff daddy sweet fried doughs. sued by ACDC here. <laughs> yeah, we are. They're not cool with the digital downloads. 